It's a beautiful day to declare victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? it is written as i live saith the lord every knee shall bow to me every tongue shall confess to god so that every one of us shall give account of himself to god let us not good therefore morning, brother Andrew. good morning brother happy friday Michael. Happy Friday. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, no problem. No interruption, brother. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. We present ourselves unto the Lord on this happy Friday. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. Good morning, sister. Happy Friday. Hi. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, today is Men's Day. Huh? Happy Friday yep. to you. Looking forward to your prayer and devotion and all of those things. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. Okay. God bless. Good morning. This is Nezzy. Good morning, sister. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning. Good morning. Good Happy Friday, Sister Yvonne. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. He got our back and our front. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Sister Susie. Happy Friday. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Happy Friday to you, too. How are you? Hanging in there, Sister Susie. Hanging in there. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> God bless, bless you. Hi. God bless you. God bless you. I said God bless you. Yes, Good morning, Sister Andrew. This is Sister Cynthia. Sister Cynthia, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Right back at you. Thank you, sir. 
Good morning, Brother Andrew. Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Deborah Evans. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, we stand here by the grace of God. But our uprising and our downsetting is blessed of the Lord. It's men they had declared victory. My name is Andrew. Who's here to praise the Lord with me? This is Sister Lisa. Good morning and God bless you. God bless you, Sister Lisa. Happy Friday. Thank you. And my daughter. Good morning. Okay. I'm sorry, Sister Lisa. What was that? No, I said uh, my daughter is getting married tomorrow. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yes, through it all, they is again the Lord is blessing her. Got a man that's into the Lord, and so I'm just so grateful. I'm thankful to be here to see her married. <laughs> all right, may their union Thank be you. blessed. Thank mm-hmm. you. Now, who who was who was saying good morning? Good morning. This is Catherine. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sister Catherine. Good morning, Andrew. Miss B. Hey, Miss D. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, honey. Good to hear your sound. Likewise. I know and I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him and is unclean. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now awake wakest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. We walk so that we make no others stumble. Men's Day. We're here to strengthen our brother and our sister. And to be strengthened by them. Who's with me on the call? Good morning, Andrew. I have a prayer request. Yes, ma'am. Um, my father-in-law was murdered on Monday, and I just mm. wanted to pray for my husband and the family. As they and the family? Yes, ma'am. And the family name? Jones. We will lift them up. Thank you. Ooh, may, may the Lord comfort you. Thank you. In your hour. If there be no one else, I'm going to ask everyone that can hear me, please check your phone, activate the mute feature, as it is our time to begin. We need the word of the Lord to be accessible and to be accessed unimpeded that it accomplished everything that it is set out to accomplish. 
that the promises of the Lord continue to be yea and amen. Good morning again. My name is Andrew again. Welcome to Declare Victory. Thank you so much for joining us here. Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call, and we meet Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we are here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today is Men's Day, where only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you this morning. Be sure to continue joining us here through the month of April. Our theme is assurance. April theme is assurance. This means that all of our declarations, they will be regarding gaining assurance from the Lord. Two announcements are before us today. Please join us this evening, Friday Night Live, from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time by calling this very same number. You will most certainly be blessed. Title of the call is deeply rooted. Secondly, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission to declare victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week, and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving your support to our mission? There are three ways to do just that. The first way, give to declarevictory.org slash paypal dot me slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory now. There's three ways again. First way, declarevictory.org. The second way, paypal.me slash declare victory. Third way, cash app dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. There were no online prayer requests on our app, but we have one emergency request for the Jones family. Patriarch the Father has passed on, and we are praying. God's strength, God's comfort, God's soothing power, embrace the family in their bereavement. And as grief has stages and no grief is quick, our prayers are with the family for this time, now, and until. Please keep this family lifted, the Jones family. We are praying for 
the children, the children that are still separated from their parents, the children that are incarcerated because they sought safety as strangers. We are told in our in the word that we can come and seek the Lord in time of trouble. We are told that we can come and seek the Lord and the Lord's people be kind and beneficent to strangers because the Lord's people were once strangers in the land of Egypt. We're praying for them that seek shelter, the naked and the hungry. We are called to be good to our brother. We cover them in prayer this morning. We're praying for the ones that are going to school again and are fearful. We're praying for the ones that have yet to get their vaccine and are now being exposed by those who refuse to get their vaccine. We're praying for the ones that are just being left out and missed, falling through the cracks still. We're praying for the elderly, the widows, the widowers, the ones that are afflicted as their lives become burdens. They're losing mobility. They're losing connection. So many of their friends are showing up in reports in the newspaper and on social media of passing away. They're feeling alone. We're lifting them up. We're lifting up orphans. We're lifting up the sick, those in hospice care, those in IC units, those on dialysis, those with poor diagnoses. We're lifting them up. We're lifting up the first responders those on the front lines of crime, of devastation, the ones that work for the Salvation Army, the ones that work in homeless shelters, as well as the ones that are in the hospitals, as well as the ones that are answering the calls for fires in dangerous places. Oh, well, we're lifting up the pastors, the yokemen of the gospel, the missionaries that have to go out and help people that are feeling hopeless and left out with the burdens of life and living, breaking the support structure around them. Oh, we're lifting them up. We're lifting up each other, reaching beyond the break. We're lifting up the unsaved who feel wounded and desperate and they mock God and charge him foolishly because they feel alone, they feel aggrieved and they feel pain that won't go away. We're lifting up marriages. We're lifting up the heartbroken. We're lifting up the ones that just feel wounded we're lifting up the soldiers of the Lord who feel wounded 
and alone and are losing their way while they occupy on Jilly Gums. We're lifting all of these up for the Lord this morning. Order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be raised by a brother, Jeff. The declaration will be brought by brother Nicholas. That order once again, prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by brother Jeff. The declaration will be rendered by brother Nicholas. Immediately following, we will venture into closing comments by Brother Nicholas in Love, Life, and Victory, where he will further illuminate us by the lesson that he teaches. The scripture for today is found in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11. And we desire that each of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing, reading, doing of his holy word. Again, if you can hear me, please check your mute feature. Make sure it's activated and ongoing throughout the call so that the word of the Lord not be hindered in its hearing and its working in our lives today, henceforth, and forevermore. Next voice you hear will be that, Brother Jeff, leading us to the throne of grace boldly. My name is Andrew Hart. I now pass the call. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Good morning, God the Father. Holy Spirit. Holy Father, we come to you this morning giving you thanks and praises, Lord God. Glory to your name, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for all of the words, Lord God, that were spoken by your son, Brother Andrew, this morning, Lord God. All of the things that we are lifting up to you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We say thank you, Lord God for the answering, Lord God, of the prayer request, Lord God, that has been spoken, Lord God. And we want to say thank you, Lord God, for already dispatching your angels, Lord God, for the answering of those prayers, Lord God, those that are in bereavement, Lord God, those that have lost loved ones, Lord God, those that are grieving, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the comforter, Lord God. You are our comforter, Lord God in time of trouble and need, Lord God. Lord God, thank you for reminding us of all that we have to be grateful for, Lord God, which is much, Lord God. Lord God, thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord God, with our hearts and our minds focused on you, Lord God, and a 6 a.m. cry out to you, Lord God, a 6 a.m. prayer request to you, Lord God, a 6 a.m. Early morning, 10%, Lord God, we worship you this morning, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We cry out to you this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, is the highest praise. So, Lord God, this morning, we say hallelujah. Lord God, you woke us up this morning. You've given us an opportunity, Lord God. One more day, another chance, Lord God. To reverence you, Lord God. Glory to your name. 
Glory to your name, Lord God. So much is going on in the world today, Lord God. But we look up to you, Lord God. Hey, hallelujah, Lord God. In everything, Lord God, and for everything, Lord God. Lord God, this morning, Lord God, we want to ask for forgiveness, Lord God. I want to ask for forgiveness for my sins, Lord God, my laziness, Lord God, my slowness, Lord God. Help me, Lord God, to pick up the pace, Lord God, in obedience, Lord God, to do your will, Lord God. Help me, Lord God, to sacrifice, Lord God. Hey, hallelujah, Lord God, and bring my body, Lord God, and my strength, Lord God, under the obedience, Lord God, of your word, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Lord God, we pray, Lord God, for the heart of the servant, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to serve, Lord God. Give us the willingness, Lord God, to go out into the highways and the byways, Lord God, and to minister to those, Lord God, that are in need, Lord God, that are in need of hope, Lord God. Give us the willingness, Lord God, and the heart, Lord God, to go out and spread the gospel, the good news, Lord God. Hey, that right now is the time for the day of salvation. Right now. Lord God, oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Lord God, I will lift up the young men and women to you, Lord God, in the world today, Lord God. So much is going on in the world today, Lord God. It looks like the enemy, Lord God, is winning and having its way, Lord God, in the minds of our young people, Lord God. But we know that, hey, you are in control and that he is a liar, Lord God. Lord God, we pray for the mind of the young generation, Lord God. Cover the children, Lord God, our young adults, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Glory to your name, Lord God. Lord God, I lift up this prayer line to you, Lord God, in every family, every household, Lord God, connected to this prayer line, declare victory, Lord God. Cover us today, Lord God. Bless us, Lord God, with a fresh anointing, Lord God. Light fire up under us, Lord God. Lord God, we pray for your will to be done today, Lord God, in our lives, Lord God. Thank you for covering us, Lord God. Thank you for keeping us, Lord God. Thank you so much to be grateful for, Lord God. Lord God, we continue, Lord God, to lift up the educational system, Lord God. The, 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 from the, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. From the superintendent on down, Lord God. Yes, Lord God, they are slowly opening up the schools, Lord God. So we pray, Lord God, for the children, Lord God, and the education system, Lord God. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. Yes, Lord, as Brother Andrew stated, we continue, Lord God, to pray and lift up marriages to you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Help us to become one, Lord God. Lord God, we're lifting up those that are single, Lord God, that are serving you, Lord God, in their singleness, Lord God. And if they desire, Lord God, to be wedded, Lord God, prepare them, Lord God, for the spouse that you have for them. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. 
Lord God, we continue, Lord God, hallelujah, to pray for the communities that we live in, Lord God, the nation, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God, the neighborhood, that we live in, Lord God. Help us to pray, Lord God, for our communities, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. No gunshots rang out last night. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Glory to your name, Lord God. Lord God, we continue to lift up those, Lord God, that are homeless, Lord God, in the cities, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, those that are in need of shelter, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the answering of our prayers today, Lord God. Lord God, continue, Lord God, to pray for this nation, the United States of America, President Biden, Lord God, Kamala, Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. The Senate and the Congress, Lord God. Lord God, we pray for this nation all the way down to the mayor's office, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Those that are making uh, decisions, Lord God. Hey, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God, that would attack this nation, Lord God. Lord God, we lift up the world to you, Lord God, as well. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. We continue, Lord God. To pray for our pastors, Lord God, and evangelists, Lord God, and our missionaries, Lord God, and brothers and Lord God, going out, Lord God, ministering to those, Lord God, in need of hope, Lord God. Lord God, we can lead of some hope, Lord God. But Lord God, we say thank you, Lord God, for the faith that we have. In you, Lord God. And hey, hallelujah, Lord God. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to your name, Lord God. So Lord God. Lord God, we are grateful. We are grateful. Lord God, collectively, Lord God, we cry out to you, Lord God, and we accept your name, Lord God, Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord God. So I ask everybody, Lord God, to take your hands. And let's cry out to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Let's all take our phones off the mute. Thank you. Pray to the God in heaven. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Victory is our praise. Victory is our praise. Lord God, we Thank you, Lord. 
Yes, Lord God. We're running this race, Lord God. Yes, Lord. For that incorruptible God, Lord God. We're running this race, Lord God. Bless Brother everybody uh can you hear my voice clear yes we can perfect perfect um and before i even get started uh just letting you know uh um since i've been on the call uh for some reason my phone keeps dropping i can't tell if it's my phone or if it's the line but just in case if the phone drops i'll call in right away um if it was my phone, uh, this is actually the first time it's happened to me uh, in probably five, six years at all. I'm pretty surprised. So if it is my phone, it definitely is definitely confirmation from, uh, you know, from what's getting ready to be shared today for sure. Uh, but before we get started, I definitely want to lead us into prayer. And I definitely want this all to be led by the Spirit the whole time. So Father God, we just pray, Lord God, we just want to thank you right now for this this time for this next 30 minutes or whatever, Lord God, for this hour on Declare Victory, Father God. So I just pray that this message that that we're getting, that I'm getting ready to share that comes from you, Lord God, that I just pray that it could touch somebody's heart on this line, Father God, that they can just feel a sense of encouragement and reassurance as we, you know, get into this declaration, Father God. So I just pray that you can use my tongue and use my lips, Father God, and that you can use me as a vessel for you, for Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, the title of this message is called Reset. 
and it's going to be I'm going to be reading from um from the book of Peter, 2 Peter number 1, uh chapter 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 11. Okay? And the title of this one is it's called Confirm Your Calling and Election. It says his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of a sinful desire. For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fail. For if for in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I know the topic for this entire month has been assurance. And when I began to start doing my own research, and I always just, you know, when I think about a topic, I always got to go deeper and, and understand the the meaning, the definitions of the word that we're getting ready to get get into. So when we think about the definition of assurance, it means a positive declaration intended to give confidence, a promise, confidence or certainty in one's own abilities. So in other, a few other words that you might be familiar with that it means, it also means guarantee, oath, vow, word, commitment. And in Hebrew, the meaning of assurance is a promise, a pledge, security, and protecting. So how does this relate? Now, I know many people on the line, maybe you've been in your walk for years, and maybe you're at a point in your walk, maybe it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years, or however long, you know, um, that you've been going on your journey and your walk with the Lord, and you just feel at a time where you just feel stuck. Or maybe you're just at a stage where you've been doing all the right things for a while and just still feel lost and wondering, where are you at, Lord? Nothing has changed. I'm continuing to do everything that you want me to do, but I still feel like nothing's moving behind the scenes in my direction. Or maybe it was years ago when you went to the altar or somebody prophesied over you and it sounded good. It sounded sweet like honeycomb. It felt really good when you heard it but you're still wondering how come it hasn't happened yet or why is it taking so long? You're doing all the right things, but you're still waiting. You've become unsure. The flame that was first lit, when you first surrendered, it's just not as hot anymore, and only you know that. Or maybe it's been years or months 
later you thought you were over something, but it's something that might have happened to you in your past, but there is still a little bit of yeast lingering inside of your heart carrying unforgiveness, not realizing you're still pouring new wine into old wine skins. So sometimes it's not just about assurance. It's about being reassured that God is not done with you yet, that he's still right there with you. And the reason why I say that is because this is exactly where I was at. Actually, a little bit, uh, the pandemic started at the end of uh, March of, of last year. Right around the time, this is exactly where I was particularly at. For me, just to give you a highlight, some people might have, uh, you know, heard my story, my testimony before. I know it's been a while since I've been on this call. I'm not going to go too deep into every single detail, but I just want to highlight uh, based off of the topic for this month, based off of where I was at. So a year ago, this is exactly what I felt. I felt like, you know what, God, I've been doing all these right things. You know, maybe it's, you know, only been a few years. I didn't grow up in the church. I, it's just been a few years since I surrendered. But why does everything just still seem so quiet? You know, I even had somebody who, you know, I respect so much who helped walk through this process with me, and she even prophesied over me. And even when she prophesied, even though I got baptized with the Holy Ghost, certain things that she was saying, it just didn't seem real. It just didn't seem like, how is that even possible? I don't know. I'm still a little bit unsure about that. So this is exactly where I was at a year ago. And on top of it, certain things that she was saying to me had to do with my ministry, had to do with what God wanted to do for me. And I just didn't believe it. I'll just be honest with you. And at the same time, a year ago, I was at a point where I was just like, look, you know, it's been almost a three, it's been pretty much three years since, you know, uh, somebody has, you know, uh, said all these things and said all these words of encouragement, but I still feel stuck, Lord. I still feel like, you know, uh, you know, everything just seems off to me. I mean, you want me to do all these things in my life, but I'm over here in this huge church and I just feel like a bench warmer. I'm not being used. You know, and this is exactly where I felt. I started feeling a sense of doubt. My belief and my trust in the Lord became questionable. I literally was in a huge church over here in San Francisco, and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit. This pandemic hit, and then now all the sh all the churches ended up shutting their doors with nowhere to go. And um and when the, all of this happened, I was just at a point where I was just like, oh great, now what's next? But it was just it was interesting is that all of a sudden there's something is always giving birth when something has just died, you know, and what was happening and taking place, even though through this pandemic, all of a sudden, a friend of mine reached out to me and I saw him starting to build a church out of a garage. And he invited me over to this church. I went and I when I walked inside of this little mini church inside of a garage right here in San Bruno, California, I left in awe, not because of what I saw, but because of what I experienced in the feeling and the presence of the Holy Ghost, I started feeling reassurance all over again and started realizing, you know what, my, tr my trust was failing in the Lord and he had to reassure me that he was right there with me because when I walked into this little mini garage, I was blown away. I was blown away, not the fact that I saw a little mini church that I felt God was driving me to, but the fact that this was the exact same church, the exact same atmosphere 
career that I had dreamed about back in 2009. In 2009, I had a dream. I had a dream where I was in front of a room. I had a dream where it was set up like a classroom. I had a dream where there was all these young people there and I was teaching them. And a lot of other things took place inside of that dream. But the whole point is when I walked inside of this little mini garage, it was exactly what I dreamed about in 2009. This is before I even read the Bible. This is before I knew about Jesus Christ. This was before I knew about who the Holy Ghost was. And that showed me so many different things at that particular time. And to top it all off, it was a church that was completely opposite to what I was used to. Everybody in the church is Polynesian. Everybody's either Samoan or Tongan. I'm the only Latino in there. And the reason why I say that, because it was completely outside of my comfort zone, and they took me in. They took me in and began to mold me. They took me in and started throwing me in front of the pulpit where they started using me and the Lord started showing me this is what I've been talking about this is what was prophesied to you there's no need to worry and they started using me I started preaching I started teaching and the craziest part is 90% of all these people inside of this in this in this room inside of this little garage that we call the barn is 90% are all young people. So all throughout the last few years, God, even at the same time, kept giving me different visions, giving me keeping different dreams of even starting to speak in different churches. And this is why I was doubting him. I was like, man, are these just dreams? Are these just like, you know, just something that you're just making up inside of my head, you know, and, um, and, 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 and it wasn't. Because of this little teeny weeny garage, other people started seeing it on the stream. I began to start getting invited. I started getting invited to other church just to just to speak from a pastor and not even having any clue that the message that the Lord was gonna, that had given me is what exactly what the church was going through. So God took me from a huge church before this pandemic and put me in a tiny little garage. And the reason why I say this is because we all have our own testimonies. We all need reassurance. And I know that I did throughout this entire time, uh, uh, throughout this entire time of me questioning God's plans, he was working behind the scenes, orchestrating every single event to lead up to what's happening right now. So when we think about this word reassurance, like I said, it's not just about assurance. It's also about reassurance. But if you think about this word called reassurance, those first two letters, R-E, is very, very powerful. Those first two letters, re, from reassurance mean the end of things is one glorious return to the beginning of things. In Hebrew, the word for return also means restore. So some words that everybody might be familiar with that we always hear all the time, we always hear in a Bible study, we always hear the preacher saying the message, we always hear it through, you know, through the conversations we have with other believers, you might be familiar with the word called resurrender. All resurrender is basically rededicating our lives and asking God for forgiveness again. You also might be familiar with the word called repent, you know, where it's turning away from our sins all over, all over again. You're turning a completely different direction of who you were before. You also might be familiar with a, a word called resurrection that also starts with R-E, because even the Bible says that we must die, we must die in order to live. You also might be familiar with a word called renew, which basically means is to make new again. 
You also might be familiar with RE, with restore, to return someone back to their original state. Another word is reconciliation, which deals with restoration, restoring past relationships, regeneration, to be born again, redemption, the deliverance of sin that's only through Jesus Christ. And another word that you might be familiar with that starts with R-E is a word called revive. We always hear the word called revival, but it's interesting is about revive. This is a two words in one because vive is actually a Latin word for vive. It means to live. So you're getting, it's like it takes everything and you, uh, that's the whole purpose of revival is to, you know, to, to basically, you know, uh, to reset everything that in your life all over again. So when we think about these, these first two letters, R-E, when it's talking about the end of things, meaning it just basically means the end of ourselves, it's done. It's when you get to a point in your life where enough is enough, you're tired of it. That's what I mean. It's like you doesn't matter if you've been walking in your walk for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. It doesn't matter. You have to get to a point where enough is enough, and it's harder for somebody who's in ministry. It's harder for somebody who's in a position inside of your church because, you know, you don't want anybody to see your stuff. You get to a point, and you're like after 5 or 10 or 15 years, you could have had a position within a church, and you know you're struggling all over again, but you don't want to see have somebody see a sweat. And that's the whole point is that when you're trying to get back all the way to the beginning, you have to get to a point of re-surrender as well. You know, and also the RE, the beginning of things takes us back to God's original plan for us since the beginning of creation, which is freedom. That's how he's always wanted to be. So if we go if we if we go back to the scripture of today in in the scripture of two Peter one seven um, it, it, it talks about how you're called and chosen. That's the number one thing is just knowing that, for one, that he chose you. Do you realize that nobody comes to the Lord except through, you know, nobody comes to the Father except through Jesus? Like he calls you. You're called. It says he called us to his own glory and excellence. The only thing about being chosen is the weight because the weight always sucks. Look at the story of Joseph. Joseph's story is one of my favorite stories in the Bible because it's the one that I can relate to the most. Because when you think about the story of Joseph, he was 17 years old when he was sold, but it took 13 years, 13 years of so much trauma, so many things that he was that had to go through all the way to being falsely accused, to being thrown in jail, and then all of a sudden, 13 years later is when the then he finally was out of jail and was placed in charge of the entire Pharaoh's kingdom. That took 13 years. But even when Joseph had dreams, it took seven years of abundance and seven years of famine. So think about that. He's 44 years old. So without that time, that's, you're talking about 13, that's 13, that's 23, about that's, uh, what is that, 13... 2010, 2023, 20, 20, 20, 27 years, 27 years of all of this taking place. But he knew from the beginning that he was called and that he was chosen. He never, he never gave up. 
So the reason why I say this is because how does that relate to us is imagine how it is for somebody on the line. Maybe you've been going through something for so long and you just can't see the light of the day. You can't understand why all of this is taking so long. Even where I was at a few years ago, I didn't understand, like, this was all still kind of new to me. I didn't really believe what were the words that were being spoken to me, the life that was being spoken over to me. But then he began to open up doorways and starts putting me in position because his plan always was overtaking my doubt the entire time. I had to just learn how to trust him more. And even inside of this book of Peter, where it says to supplement our faith with virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love, this is very powerful because this is definitely the same thing we hear all the time where it says faith without works is dead. And when you think about the word supplements, supplements, just think about vitamins, vitamins that we take every single day, you know, that uh, hopefully everybody's taking, you know, whatever vitamins you need. But the whole purpose of taking vitamins is because our bodies need them to function properly. Some people are deficient in vitamin B. Some people need magnesium pills. Some people need fish oil. You see where I'm going? So it's just like these. These are for our spirits to function properly. So so the supplements that keep our faith firm is when virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love all function together cohesively. They fit like a perfect glove. And you can't have one without the other. It's not a buffet. It's all or nothing. It's not like you could just choose one thing and put the rest on the shelf. He he lists these kind of things because they're all supposed to work together at the same same time. And that's why in the book of Peter, it also says these qualities are yours and are increasing They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the whole point is, is it's a continuous process. It's when we begin to think that we have reached a point of knowing everything. That's when the enemy will creep in through deception, through thinking we got it like that that like we can slack off. And this is the perfect time when I'm telling you, like we, I meet so many Christians, so many Christians just says, okay, I've been saved, you know, for 25 years. It's almost kind of like it's a competition. It's almost kind of like, oh, since I've been saved for so long, you got to listen to me. But the only question that I always wondered is why are people counting? Why are people counting and getting stuck in something that happened 10 or 15, 25 years ago when we're supposed to be carrying our cross every single day, every single day we're supposed to be taking a step up. We're supposed to be having an increase. We're supposed to be having an increase over our lives. And this only happens by movement. It keeps us from being ineffective and unfruitful. That's why he's saying these qualities are yours and increasing because you're supposed to work on them on a daily basis all the time. Now, it also says Whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. And this is powerful because many people hold on to past mistakes and start realize they. It's almost kind of like you know they don't realize that that. God has already forgiven you, but if certain things keep coming back into your life to haunt you, maybe you dealt with it last year, maybe you dealt with it 10 years ago, maybe you dealt with it 30 years ago, and it still comes back to haunt you, 
it's because you forgot or maybe maybe you've never gone through the process of personal forgiveness forgiving yourself first it's so key it's one thing to forgive somebody else it's one thing to pray about it it's another thing when you can finally forgive yourself and that's so powerful many people fail that part but the scripture also says in the book of peter is to stay diligent to confirm your calling and election for if you practice these qualities you will never fail So the word diligent just means persistent. It just means a continuous, just don't give up, continuing to take one step forward no matter how it looks, no matter what the doctor says on the doctor report, doesn't matter what takes place, you're still keeping one foot forward not and always realizing God is always going to work it out. He's not going to abandon you. There's always something taking place behind the scenes that you cannot see. You just have to stay persistent. Stay diligent and realize above everything, you're called, you're called, and he called you out of the darkness to be in the light with him. And the ultimate assurance, the number one assurance is God's guarantee, his promise to us, his oath to us is the last part, because in this scripture, it says, for in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's something that we can never forget. That's something that we have to hold really tight within our hearts because no matter how everything looks, no matter how what's taking place in the life, the ultimate goal never changes as long as we continue to walk on the path of the Lord and we don't hold on to things that are holding us back. And that's those two words called eternal life. And that's why I you know, uh, you know, wanted to, you know, go over these kind of things because entitle this message reset, because sometimes we do need this reassurance. So many times we need to be reassured that he hasn't left you, that he's right there with you, that he's not done with you yet. He's still working out a plan for you. He's still working on behind the scenes. Even if you're like the, the, the gentleman who opened up the prayer right now talking about for the single people, you never know. He's working everything out to make sure that he is setting you up with the right person to achieve his ultimate purpose. And when we think about the word reset, when you think about that, like, it's so powerful because you kind of imagine, like, even with the cell phone, for example, one thing we can all relate, even just happened to me right now, I had to turn my phone off and turn it back on in the middle of this call, you know, just to make sure that my phone was going to be working properly. And and when anytime something happens with, you know, uh, our cell phones, when they start, you know, functioning misproperly and they just all things happen, what's the first thing customer service says you to do? Hard reset. They take, they they basically will make you reset your entire phone and your entire system to its original state. So that's why I wanted to go into this message with the title of reset and the title of reassurance because you need to realize and realize that, you know what, as we're wrapping this month up, as we're going into the month of May, and maybe this whole month of May or maybe this whole year, uh, whole month of April, this whole year, the last few years has just looked gloomy. And I'm here to tell you that God is wants me to tell you, you feel reassured that he's right there with you. And maybe you've been, like I said, maybe you've been in your walk for a long time and you've been doing ministry and maybe it's time for you to hit that reset button. Maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're overwhelmed at your job. Maybe you're overwhelmed with your ministry duties, but it's okay. 
all he wants you to do is hit that reset button and start to the beginning where you were on fire for him, where you were, where you were at when you first came here. And don't forget about your first love. You can't ever let that flame go out. That's so key. You know, so this is what I had, you know, uh, you know, for the call. You know, I think we, we, we kind of went right into it on this one, you know, but um, that's basically what I have. This is what the Lord gave me. And I, I want to just, you know, turn the uh, call back over to whoever's next. Brother Nick, it's you. You just open it up with good mornings and then go into love, life and, life and victory, which is questions and um, just dialogue. Got it, got it. So um, if there's anybody else on the call that hasn't, uh, you know, um, said hello, we'd love to hear your voice and tell us where you're calling from. Good morning. Um, this is Christine. I'm here in Atlanta. That was a great declaration. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, Brother Nick. This is your sister Priscilla. Great to hear you, oh. Sam. Oh, good morning, Sister Priscilla. I miss you. Good to hear you, too. Hello. Hi, Brother Nicholas. This is Moxie Mona. Good morning. Happy Friday. Good morning. That was a great declaration. I am. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jesus. Morning. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It feels good inside. You say your soul or inside yourself? Myself. Her soul. Okay. Good morning, Brother Nicholas. Good morning, Brother Nicholas. Good morning. This is a Miraculous Melinda Awesome Declaration. Um, you really brought a lot of joy to my heart, just the, um, your spoken word, the way you were so transparent and your um, sharing this morning. God bless you, um, family. Have a wonderful Friday. God bless you, too. Good morning, Brother Nicholas. This is Glorious Gloria calling from Woodbridge, Virginia, and I am grateful to God for the word that he sent to us through you and grateful to you for being the messenger. And I thank God for being assured that in this reset, he has blessed me and is strengthening me and he's given us, given us all what we need that pertains to life and godliness. So blessings to you. Amen. Glorious Gloria. God bless you. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, family? This is Brother E. <laughs> Brother E. What's up, my man? How you doing? All right. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. So, so, Sylvia, thank you so much. I'm calling in from Vallejo, California. Always good mm. to hear your voice and always good to hear you bring it, your testimony. Thank you. Amen. I received that. Anyone happy else? Friday, Nick. Yeah, happy Friday, Nick. It's Dee Dee. Blessings. You just bless my soul. Love to hear your sound and your testimony is fire. I love you. I love, I love you, too. It's good to hear you too again. Good morning, Miss Juanita. Uh, hey, good morning. Declaration. Good morning. Uh-huh. 
Good morning. Good morning, Brother Nick. It's Rochelle, as Tanya said, Restorator Rochelle. Thank you so much for that message. It was definitely tailor-made for me. So thank God for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. This is Leonia. Elizabeth, South Carolina. Enjoyed the message. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Is there anyone else on the line? Good morning. Monica? This is Monica. Great declaration. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else on the line, too, who wants to say hello? Okay, cool, cool. So I guess at this time, we're going to open this up for any questions or feedback, and, you know, uh, and we'll just kind of take it from there. Yeah, this is a brother E uh, again. Um, yeah, first of all, thank you, man, for representing the Men on Men's Day. Um, you know, wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, declaration. Loved your testimony, man. Just to, just to, you know, as I was listening to you, I could just uh, only thing I say is how much your sound has changed, uh, uh, and that's a good thing. And so, you know, it really was, uh, for me, refreshing. That's a reword right there. And, you know, mm. I got so much out of it. I'm going to have to review it again. So um, <laughs> brother, keep on, brother. God bless you. God bless you, too. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Does anybody else that want to share something? Yes, good morning. This is uh, Sylvia again. Um, Everything that you talked about, everything that you brought this morning was just so on point. Um, But what stood out for me, I think, the most was the forgiveness part. You know, Mm. um, part of my testimony as, you know, as a recovering addict and just everything that God has brought me from, it took a long time for me to be able to forgive myself. Uh, over the years. Uh, Thank God I'm not there today. But what really resonated for me, and you said it too, was that I realized eventually through that process that if God could forgive me, who was I not to forgive myself and other people? Mm. So that's the hardest part, especially for recovered addicts. I think I even heard somebody on the call talking about that just yesterday, about forgiving themselves and it's just a beautiful thing knowing that God is so forgiving. So if God let me free from all of that and, and, and just forgave me, then realizing that helped me to forgive myself and leave it all in the past. So I thank you so much for that because that just resonated with my spirit, my testimony, my soul. And it also helped me to forgive other people because if he forgave me, and taught me to forgive myself. Who am I to not forgive others? Thank you so much for that this morning. 
Absolutely. That, you, you know, it's like I, I completely relate, you know, because sometimes like everybody just talks about forgiveness, but nobody talks about the personal forgiveness part. You know, it's like they don't, you know, that's the one thing I noticed that is the, the biggest thing. You could tell it. You could see it when you speak to somebody because you'll still you'll see it in their eyes because they look slumber still or they look to the floor, they look to the side, they don't look straight, they don't look with confidence, and you can tell that it's a, a, a forgiveness issue, and it might not be towards somebody else, it could just be themselves, forgiving themselves, and, um, you know, I commend you too, you know, for me, like, uh, you know, I was an addict too, in June, uh, it'll be exactly four years, I got almost four years clean and sober, and, and, um, and none of that was from you know, going to a meeting, none of that was going to a, a, a program. I mean, the only program that I had was the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost came and burned in all that stuff out of me, you know. Uh, so, yeah, in June, it's going to be four years clean, and um, I appreciate you, uh, you know, saying what you just said right now, definitely. Hey, Brother Nick, Pastor Nick, Minister Nick, hey. my God, four yeah. years. See, I'm at work and my boss just came in, but I had to sit outside because, wow, <laughs> I love this whole morning. you blessing me. So a couple of things, when you got that word prophesied over you, I know that feeling, waiting 10 years for that thing to manifest, not even knowing that it already had, but I was looking mm. for it in a different way, right? So, I mean, it was through the through the ups and downs and the, the worry, because worry had kept in. And then I said, why am I going to worry? And God, you pulled me out so many times. I'm 53. My kids are growing up. My grandmother, I, I, I defeated death twice. I have a lot to rejoice about. But when you said you got that barn, I'm in that garage with you, Brad, because I can just imagine you going in there, the only Latino, all the Polynesians, and those are my people. I, I can just imagine how that felt, like you with your folks, right? In the classroom setting, I can visualize it. Same thing my son is going through now at 32. He's in that. He's in the music world, but he's also blessing people with faith. And so I just thank you this morning for how you you pour into us. And another thing you said that when we say, oh, I've been saved all my life, what does that mean? Because it's daily. You've got to die to self. Thank you for bringing that out. And thank you for reminding us that when Jesus died on the cross for forgiveness, we hold on to stuff that ain't even ours. Right. And there's layers to it. So you, it's a process to that, because what happens is your past will haunt you if you let it, especially when the devil tries to punk you or people that were there with you try to try to constantly throw dirt back on you. You've already gotten up out of that. Right. So I just thank mm -hmm. you. And I'm so looking forward to you in rotation because I know you're about to be on almost every other Friday. Amen. <laughs> For sure. Amen. Thank you. That means a lot. You got some fire, too. Is there anyone else on the line that wants to share anything? I feel like there's somebody on the line that wants to share one more thing. I think I want to congratulate you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cecilia. I'm sorry. I just wanted to congratulate you on your uh, recovery. And, um, you know, I, I did the programs and I did the 
the NA and I did the rooms, but, you know, I thank God that it's a spiritual program, but I never did identify with, you know, God being the doorknob or, you know, whatever power that people perceive him to be. It was always God and God himself that I knew brought me through my powerlessness. And so I just mm. thank you for that. And um, the reassurance, the re- everything you used, every word with re, um, I took that on months ago when I really got committed to this particular prayer line when the uh, theme was refocus. Mm. I took mm. refocus uh, and turned it into revival, rejuvenate, reconsider, broke it all down and it got me to where I'm at right now. And so, you know, and I'm not saying this anyway in a boastful way, but I have mentioned it more than once because I just want people to know what he's done for me, that if God could take an addict like me and turn her into an interning chaplain, who can do that? Only God. Exactly. Only God. <laughs> Only God. Thank you so much, Brother Andrew. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. You know, it's uh, what you just said. That's and I wasn't even on that line when you, you know, uh, you know, said that. And if you talked about that, and then I'm talking about the re all over again. That's just like so many confirmations all in one right there. That's powerful. I appreciate you just even saying that. And I think there was someone else who was getting ready to speak. It was I, Brother Nick. That's Rochelle again. I just think you pretty much um, took it from A to Z and anything uh, and everything in between um, that you touched on everything. Um, I know um, what it feels like to for the Lord to pour into you and know it's there and, you know, not to be able to express through the Holy Spirit um, the things of new, which is, you know, like you said, taking up our cross daily. This the process of, um, you know, therapy and going through things when you uh, lost yourself and surrendered to the things of the world and the process of the Holy Spirit taking you through uh, that therapy, the losing yourself and the leading and the guiding in every situation, Um, not not just addiction to substances, but uh, brokenheartedness and to other people and to all the things that separate us and, and uh, gets our focus off of who God really is, what the Lord did, and, and that we are justified by him. The grace that mm-hmm. he extends, I think, is so important, and it has just been really, really heavy on me that we extend that same grace to others. Uh, and you brought it out, starting with ourselves. So excellent uh, declaration this morning. It hit so hard this morning. Um, I'm just definitely um going to bathe in that on this favor Friday. So thank God for your declaration. Thank God for you. Amen. Thank you. Powerful. Mm. Good morning. I just want to hit a couple of things. It is always easy to forgive someone else, but it's hardest to forgive yourself. Even though you know the Lord has forgiven you, it's always hardest to let go because you feel like you've done such wrong. On top of the fact of being, you know, spoken over and waiting for that thing to manifest, you know mm-hmm. it's going to come because it's been told to you, but it's waiting for it to happen. is just like you rejoice in knowing it's coming to pass. 
but it's the waiting process is which becomes a hindrance because you're it's in the forefront of your mind but mm. it's trying to let go of it being in the forefront of your mind and in trusting and knowing that God is going to do it because it was told to you mm. Man, you guys are getting me gassed up. It's been a while. <laughs> it's like, man, you know, it's like, and I wouldn't even do any service like, right, like for some reason, like I really need to just like, you know, just read one scripture too. It's just like, because I know that, like, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes like when he gives me these messages, right, like, like this particular message, like I didn't know what I was going to talk about about on the Declare Victory, and then a week ago, like for some reason, like God always gives me these messages when I'm driving. I have no idea why he works like that, and and and, and then I got to remember things. I got to speak it into series so I don't forget these bullet points, and then it just kind of like unravels in what happens now. Like every time, you know, from a teaching to a, a message to a, a sermon, it's like he always is like that with me for some reason. And um, you know, but this one, like you know, I, I think it's very powerful, like what you just said, because you know, even with the pro- when somebody's prophesying over us, it's like. I think that's something that, like, as believers, you know, we all, you know, want that. You know, we all want someone to prophesy over our lives, and some people will seek and go to different churches and, and follow these people online, and, and um, we live in this time where you got to watch who you listen to, you know. So you have to, you know, and that's maybe one time I'll, we'll go into a teaching on that, you know. But uh, it's interesting is that this verse in, in, in 2 Peter, you know, 1 through, uh, you know, 3 through 11 if you go down to 2 Peter 1 to 20, it also says, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So when somebody's prophesying over you, you also got to see who that someone is. You know, it's so powerful that we live in the land of false prophets nowadays, you know. So you listen to the wrong person, you might be waiting for 10, 20 years on the wrong prophecy. You know, that wasn't God's original plan to begin with, you know. Um, so it's just like I, I felt like I just needed to, you know, uh, say that knowing this scripture is pretty much tied to the same thing. And it's in the exact same chapter. That's all, you know. Uh, but if there's anybody else on the line, I'd love to hear your voice. Good morning, God morning. This is Jeff G. First, I want to say a um, great declaration, and I, I can identify where you were at. Um, in many ways, I'm kind of in that place right now. Um, so I, I just want to say I um, appreciate you being um, transparent with that. Um, one of the things I do want to kind of halfway disagree with, when you say we all want somebody to prophesy, I did. I used to be that person who wanted to follow, okay, what does that say, God? Did they, other people saying that? The reason why I changed that, because I've heard somebody say that um, the reason why God prophesied to us is because He's not. we're not listening when he's speaking to us. So whenever he actually speaking to me, I want to hear what he has to say to me directly. If I'm not listening to I'm not hearing what he's saying to me directly, then he's going to send somebody else to say what does say to the Lord. So um, I want to be in a position where I can hear him directly. And that, 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 that's, a, um, that's a challenge. And here lately, it's been even more so of a challenge, but it's something I'm pressing towards the mark of 
But that great declaration, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like it, it's it's when you're looking for it when it becomes out wrong. You know, it's like and if somebody does give a word, it's because it was a random word. You know, so um, yeah. But I agree with you definitely. Is there anyone morning, else that likes to share? Yes. Good morning, Nick. This is a persistent Priscilla. I've been given my name here on a clear victory line. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I wrote, yeah. But ironically, when I was given the name, I didn't really receive it at first. I accepted mm. it. But I didn't receive it in my heart until I turned around and looked on my refrigerator and I had uh, my name described to me. And the first name, of course, it starts with P, but the first word was persistent. And I flashed and I went, oh, my God. And it came from someone who had gave me a prophetic word on 12, 11, 10. So it's been that long for me. And mm. it's, this is definitely a reset time. So I think it was Rochelle who said um, this word definitely spoke to me. That's why I'm like, I'm like a deer in headlights right now. I'm just taking it all in and. And and this this line that you referred me to, everyone knows Nick referred me to declare victory has just been a godsend because all my all this time I've been searching for something authentic in the Lord consistently, making this a practical application to walk this thing out. You and I both know the church setting that I'm in, and uh-huh. um. <laughs> Yeah, it's just been an it's been an amazing journey. It's been amazing because it all happened and consistently during the pandemic, and this is where I've been and been getting fed. And all I can say is that I'm in the reset. It's been a long time, and when you get that prophetic word and you don't see it coming to pass, all kind of things come up in your mind. I believe you create even strongholds in your mind, um, in your walk. I mean, you're just you're just not. You're just not sure, but at the same time, you're you're um, you're pressing in and trying to find and trying to get there in your own strength, and and not and and then at some point, you know, you land somewhere where you know God is with you, and you're reassured because He's confirming how He's talking to you. He's developing your ear. He's teaching you. He's having you stay in the word. He's having you be alone and you're enjoying it and you want to stay there and you're, you're, you're thirsty and you want it and you're going for it on all different levels. So Mm. I, you know, (laughs) I mean, where do you, I don't know what else to say other than I'm here, you know, I'm here in this reset position and um, yeah, I am reassured in so many ways. I have learned so much in such a short time of, of two years, almost two years on the Claire Victory line, um, and all this time being in church when he first sent a man of God my way, all I know is this, that everything happens for a reason with God, and he uses everything. That's all I know right now, and that's where mm-hmm. I am. But I appreciate, I, I so appreciate your uh, message. I love hearing your sound, but most importantly, I appreciate you just, that simple moment, just uh, referring me to this declare victory line. That simple moment, I so appreciate that. Love you, Nick. Uh, I love you too. Damn, powerful. Oh. Hey, so Nick, hey, last thing. Nick. Can you please um, 
and you, I was just going to say that I want you, because you talked about it, um, talking about the who you listen to and who you, you know, receive a word from. That's something that I hope you can come back um, and share with us because it's very, very important to know who you're hearing and not to affirm everything that's, you know, because it may sound spiritual to really know. So you have to get back in the word to know that it's God. So I'm grateful for that. And when Jeff G said that, I have a different outlook on that too, because it's like, I want, I don't want God to have to humble me. I want to humble myself and I want to be able to know because we're going to make mistakes. We're going to bump our heads. We're not always going to hear because we're hard headed, right? So we're not going to always see if our heart is not positioned, that's how we get off track. That's how we get, you know, caught up in stuff because we're human. But when we realize that, like you said, it's a daily diet of self thing. I think a lot of us get stuck in not knowing that yesterday was over and we blew it. So today's a new day. He gave us a new day. Each day that we wake up is a gift. We got to open it and we got to know that we're going to make mistakes. Nobody's going to get through a day perfectly. Not We're going to say something. We're going to think something. So, I'm just grateful and I'm excited because I know that you're going to come so powerful with that teaching on it. But for me, I've learned to, I don't, I don't want him to humble me. I want him, I want to humble myself because the word says it. And I also want to make sure that when I'm um, acting, that I'm acting on him and not on my own. Because even now, situations I'm in, I I used to be, and I'm going to say it, I used to be quick to pop off. I I still, I'm still working on me, but there's things (laughs) that I, there's things that I'm learning to be slower. So I, so instead of me responding quickly, I just won't say anything. So that's why I'm working. So I'm waiting to God so that I'll say the right thing or not say anything at all, because sometimes you're not supposed to say anything. You have to be quiet and let him um, lead. So I'm so, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I I think I'm going to send Monia a reminder message uh, to get you back. (laughs) Hey, you know what? It's so crazy though. Like when you when you what you just said right now, it's like it's just like uh, basically a, about a week and a half because like it, it, the church I'm in right now is all young people. So every uh, Thursdays we got our men's Bible study, and every week uh, there's about twelve of us. We all take turns, you know. Uh, so it's not like it's just one person teaching all the time. So everybody gets to take a turn, and that's how we grow, you know. That's why it's like a fire pit where I'm at right now. But last week, uh, my brother was talking about the book of Jonah, you know, and if you think about like, you know, it's like I've been really diving in. I hear the story of Jonah all the time, but, you know, I never really took the time to really uh, dissect it. And it just basically hit the nail on the button on what we're talking about right now with what you said, because Jonah ran from God. But Jonah was used by God because he had to be sent to speak to all of those people and all he said was a couple different lines, and those people had to come back. So Jonah was used by God. So those people could have, you know, didn't hear a, a word directly from God. God had to use somebody to speak through that person for the word. And the book of Jonah is a hundred and ten percent confirmation off of what you just said right now. You know, so sometimes it is true like that. It's like it's, sometimes we do gotta, you know, it's not even sometimes we gotta humble ourselves before the Lord. You know, and yeah, sometimes he will be using people, you know, just like Jonah, who ran from God, but he was used by God to deliver a message. So very, very powerful. You know, I just wanted to say that, you know, just for some reason, when you talked it, you know, just brought me back to last week and our Bible study topic. But yeah, I think there was somebody else who wanted to share too. Hey, Brother Nick, it's Mona. How you doing? It's Moxie. Hey, can you hear me? I'm on. Okay. A, yeah, I can hear you. 
Oh, yeah, I made sure I was on the way, no matter what line. Um, your declaration and, and the whole conversation, everybody, is just so good. But what I was, um, what was on my spirit was when we were talking about the forgiveness and the per- personal forgiveness, you know, I think for me, um, you know, God, we always have choices. You know, it's a choice. And when you make the wrong choices, you make the um, bad choices. Once again, I'm saying for me, um, it's a, um, I'm, I know I'm not perfect, but I, I, I think it's, I get too far in my head. So with um, the forgiveness of that, I understand and know that God has forgiven me, but now he's taking me to a different process of understanding that because so I won't be holding on to it. You know, like, okay, forgive me, but I, may, I still made a bad choice, though. Like, come on, Mona, mm-hmm. you know, like, stop. Um, yeah, it's just cleansing me in that so it won't hinder me because I, 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 uh, he's shown me where it was hindering me in my belief. In believing, you know what I'm saying? So, God is so good. Um, taking captive, taking captive of those thoughts um, on, on every second of every day and making them, you know, um, be obedient to the word is, is right back where I'm at, you know, because, you know, when you make choices, once again, that I have made, you know, understanding, and, and I walked through that door and I walked out of it. So, God is so good. When He, uh, uh, re- you know, be our rest, our rescue, and He also. Um, cleanse me from that forgiveness. So now it's just the process. Back on saying, Mona, stop it. You know what I'm saying? You know, you hindering yourself by continuing to hold on to something that he already told you that he has forgiven mm-hmm. you. So, yeah, um, it's just such a um, blessing of how I got, how he released me from that on um, Wednesday. Uh, I just woke up with such a heavy spirit, and and and, and I just thank God for how he sent people um, to, to um, pray with you and and just to be more clear, you know, on what he's saying. So on that on that same time, I went, it was Bible study on that Wednesday. And um, when I got to church, it was just like he was speaking directly to me about forgiveness and who I am. So I just love our father that he puts up with my butt so much and he would never leave me or forsake me. And he just makes sure that Moxie Mona go get it. And I'm glad I got it more and more each day. So thank you for your declaration on today, which is so, so good and so um, uh, revealing and, you know, gave us something to, to push through and move, keep moving. Like you said, keep moving. So thank you for your declaration, mm. brother. I love you. Absolutely. Love you too. Is there anyone else? All right. Uh, if there's nobody else, I'll uh, close us out in prayer, and um, and we'll go from there. That's okay. So, uh, Father God, we just want to thank you for this time, Lord God. We just want to thank you for uh, the sharing that just took place after the message, Father God, the opening up, the piercing through the hearts, Lord God. I just want to thank you for just uh, blessing all of us, because I know this message wasn't for me. It was from you. I don't want any you know, honor any of this stuff, Lord God. I'm just thankful that you can even just use me to speak through me, Father God. So we just want to thank you for today's message, Lord God. And we just want to lift this time up to you, Father God. And we lay all our burdens down at your feet, Father God. So I just pray that when we're released in our own time, Lord God, when we leave right now, that we can just think about the word reset. Because I know a lot of things were shared, but there's that one word that will always stick. So I just pray, Father God, as we continue our days, we continue our weekend, we continue the next month as we go through our lives, Father God, that we can just always remember that one word, reset. 
reset, Father God. Help us reset in every area of our life, Father God. Help us reset and realize that our assurance in you is all we need, Father God, that you're working all the things in our lives out for us, no matter how long we've been on our walks, Father God. And I also pray that if anybody on the line is still struggling with personal forgiveness, Father God, I just pray that you can encourage them when they're in their secret place with you, Lord, that they can realize that, you know, you've already forgiven them, that you just need them to forgive themselves, Lord. So I just pray that even for the ones that weren't able to speak on the line and that wanted to, Father God, I just pray that when they are in their place, their own alone time with you, Lord God, in that one quiet room where no one's at, the kind of prayers that you respect, the kind of prayers that you look for, Father God, I pray with all by the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that you could let them know that it is okay and they just need to forgive themselves. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you, brother. Amen. God bless you, brother. God bless you, brother. God bless you, too. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.